here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Always good to be back on the Dharmic Evolution with you. Hey, have you signed up yet? Go over to the website, dharmicevolution.com. Check out the new look, and uh, you can sign up for your favorite platform, whatever that is. And the show will just come to your phone every Friday morning at 4.44 a.m. Isn't that cool? So we've got a really great show for you today. And um, we've got a band called Radio Drive. And uh, the engine behind Radio Drive is a very special young man. And he's been on this show before. They have won international awards and nominations for the music. And the music of Radio Drive has been aired on radio around the world alongside major artists, top indie charts, and has received rave reviews. Also been featured on webzines and radio shows around the world. Their music has been used on shows airing on NBC Networks, Animal Planet, National Geographic, Comedy Central, Fox Channels, History Channels, Spike TV and Discovery Channel in the U.S. and around the world. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution from the Music City all the way to Minnesota with Kevin Gullickson. Kevin, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you, James. It's a blast being back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it looks like the wall has grown since we last talked. I, I think I see more <laughs> axes behind you than I did last time. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like you stole Paul McCartney's bass as well. Oh, oh, you can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I love this. Um, it's sadly not a Hofner. I, I okay. love to purchase a Hofner. So it is, it's a um, uh, copy, but right. I love the feel. It's... Uh, a really thin neck and being a guitar player I'm, I like that thinner neck as opposed to the big thick neck of a regular bass guitar and it's so lightweight too so so the the arsenal has grown and uh, the catalog continues to grow and uh, if I'm correct we're celebrating before the day is through the new release right the new album yeah just released uh, not even a week ago uh, uh, Friday September 10th was the release date Wow talk about serendipity huh and timing we got this uh, broadcast going on <laughs> just in the just in the right time and that was completely yep. by accident so uh, you know I wish I could say I was uh, so skilled to swoop in and, and get you just right when it was coming out but uh, we just <laughs> connected by I mean it's so funny that you reached out and I had you on my legal pad for the last like three or four weeks of of people i hadn't connected with in a long time to reach back and say you know how you doing maybe another broadcast or whatever and uh lo and behold here we are so uh thanks for nice. carving out the time this is great oh well thank you thank you yeah so um so let's start with the new album um you know when we met i can't remember if you, I think you're the one who connected me to Stuart Epps because you were working yeah. with Stuart. And then I think it was right after that, uh, shortly after that, I actually interviewed him. And what a great time. And I just got a real quick f story for you before, because I'm thinking yeah, of please, yeah. before we get into uh, the nuts and bolts of what we're going to talk about. But Stuart, he was he was looking at this um, this great microphone. Um, it was a Neve, and it was I had it set up sort of on the side because you know, like yourself, I have kind of a you know a studio where I'm I'm doing 
podcasting on one set of equipment sometimes and and on the other side I'm doing something else so he's raving about this microphone and unbeknownst to him I had another high quality mic the one I'm using right now is the baby blue which I like for broadcasts and uh so I'm thinking the whole time he's he's going. I really like that microphone you've got there, James. Um, what 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 is that one? And uh, I gave him the model number and everything. He goes, that's that's a beautiful microphone. I've used that many many times. So I go through the whole broadcast, and then lo and behold, I find out that I didn't have my either of my good microphones connected, and it recorded the whole interview on a crappy oh, laptop, no. you know, little tiny <laughs> mic. Oh, and no. I, I'm listening back to it, and I'm cringing. So I said, oh, yeah, no. I can't go back and undo what has been done. So, uh, you know, we, we had a great interview, but uh, unfortunately the audio quality could have been better. But, um, oh, man. but he, did a, he did a wonderful uh, solid for you on, was it um, yeah. Taste of Heaven that he did? Was that the track that he did Actually, with Actually, uh, the single after that one called Humanity. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, and We're, we connected through Music X-Ray. He was kind of trolling through there and came across my music and reached out and said, hey, I really like this track. Um, I had released it on an earlier album, and he said, let's redo this. And I, of course, jumped at the chance. Yeah. And uh, it was just a thrill working with him. He's such a wonderful man and has some phenomenal ideas, really whipped that song into shape. Yeah, and for uh, those of you who don't know about him, his big claim to fame on the early years was Elton John. He started with him as a... Uh, I think he was actually running coffee to start with, and then he got in and he was working with uh, Gus Dungeon, the producer, and he, he actually became an engineer and engineered a lot of the Elton sessions. And yeah. uh, and then who was it that he did a bunch of bands after that? Who was the most prominent? He was pretty big with Oasis. Oasis, um, that's right. Yep, yeah. there's pictures of him in the studio with Oasis. Um, and of course, I believe on his website, he's got a post uh, YouTube video of uh, Bill Wyman Right. Some other amazing musicians, um, you know, at his at his studio, yeah, doing some recording, um, and of course he did some work with Led Zeppelin. Um, I'm not quite sure in what capacity if it was like some of the re-releases. You know, he had his hands in some of that. Yeah. Um, but he's got a very impressive uh, resume. Yeah. Did you guys? Uh, um, you didn't. You didn't fly out there, did you? You did it online most of your work. Correct. Yeah. yeah I recorded yeah. the parts at my home studio. Would send yeah. him the tracks, and and we would talk about them. And I said, you know, I really love uh, Wonderwall, Oasis. Yeah. Know, the acoustic guitar and the piano parts and stuff. And he said, okay, well, let's let's try to dial in some of those sounds. So. He instructed me to, you know, do an acoustic guitar at the beginning and um, change up the piano uh, sound. So it was a really good uh, interaction on the Internet. And then, of course, he worked his magic. And then he and his wife actually did some harmonies in there as well and kind of tweaked a few things. So he's crazy really, really about good. his wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lovely couple. As yeah. one sh as one should be, right? <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was a great uh a great connection. So thank you for, nice. for that. Um let's talk about the album a little bit. Your new album, yeah. uh Let yeah. My Love Be the Proof. I'm I'm sorry, it's uh before the day is through. Um so what was the uh impetus for this record? Was it a sort of a concept thing? Um, was it just a collection of songs? Like, how did you first approach this when you said, okay, it's time for a new record? Any kind of um, 
any kind of big like epiphany about I got to do this because? So um, going back to January 2020 before COVID broke out, um, I pulled the band back together to do some live performances and you know, we started getting out on at the local clubs, but then everything shut down. And I thought, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I want to focus my energy on something musical. And so that's where I thought, okay, let's do an album. So there really isn't any concept, but looking over the songs, it was all written during COVID, first of all, with, with all of the stress and anxiety. I live here in Minnesota and we had quite the ordeal last summer in 2020 with with racial tension um there was all that going on um companies laying employees off so there's and I, and I know some people personally who had lost jobs so i interestingly a lot of that kind of found its way into the music um not overtly but just subtly you know as, as an artist whatever you're creating um your influences show up in one way, shape, or form. So as I read through some of the lyrics, you know, months later, it's like, oh yeah, I can kind of see this and this because of, you know, the social distancing. One song, for example, um, Giving the Best, um, kind of questioning all of this um, in, the, in the press, in the news, social media, um, you're reading conflicting stories. This is true. No, that's a lie. This is true. And it's just the back and forth. It's like, well, what's true? You know, what can you believe anymore? So yeah. um, just as an example, that being one song and um, another song, um, um, uh, Living in the Now. It's called um, In the Now. It's just appreciating the day as it is because, you know, people would look back on the past like, okay, the, we're it's this country is never going to be the same after, after COVID things are going to change. And obviously for the better, we all, we all have that hope. But then of course the fear of the future, what's to come, you know, not only with the economy crashing, people losing jobs, COVID people dying. So for me, that was just this moment of embracing the now live in the now so there again, another theme that, that made its way into the album. So I didn't sit down and intentionally design that, but it, it just kind of all came out. Yeah, it's, um, tell me about Minnesota in general. Like what city are you, are you near? I'm uh, in a suburb of St. Paul. Okay. So Minneapolis and St. Paul, of course, you don't right. really know where one ends and the other begins. So they call them the Twin Cities. So. Right. So, um, so how has have things been now that we're starting to come out of uh you know the nasty <laughs> uh yeah. you know the disease uh people are you know I'm 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 just I'm not a big fan of the news but I've been checking it out lately yeah. and I'm watching especially college football and people have just like they're almost like they've had enough and it's like oh, yeah. you know we yeah. are we are coming out and we are just living our lives you know so yeah. I'm getting a sense yeah. of that and I kind of feel that way too I mean I had covid really bad last um Oh, uh, for the holidays, I got it. I came up oh. to uh, visit my fiance from uh, from Nashville, and I came up to New Jersey for the holidays. So we both got it, and oh, man. I never went to the hospital. I never went to a doctor. I, you know, I have I'm very faith based, and good, good. I knew I just knew as sick as I was. Um, she's a little younger than me, so she didn't get it quite as bad. 
But wow. I had it really bad. I had some, you know, really ter- terrible times. But I never had any lung issues. Good and and yeah. I say I had to give up my 15-year career of hot yoga because of the pandemic. And so I became uh, a runner because my fiance is a multi-marathon runner. So she started training me to run because I was always nice. terrible at running. So I said, uh-huh, I got to uh-huh. do something. So I think I think that saved both of us by not having any, any lung issues. But... But I feel like um, I've done a lot of research myself on masks and the whole thing and the lockdowns, and I don't agree with it. I think it's um, there's a lot of um, being pushed down your throat type of thing, and there's yeah. a lot of evidence that suggests that people who have had COVID has much stronger antibodies than and much more protection than any any vaccine um, could could give you. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that either. But there should be, um, I think there should be a choice. Uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. So yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of delighted to see people, like, embracing their life again and just getting out yeah. there and, and living, you know. So um, so back to my original question, um, how is uh, the climate out there as far as socially and people getting out are people like locked up more or are they are they starting to go out more in your area of the country they started to um but sadly we're a uh, the hot spot for the delta variant okay um companies are sending employees back home to work from home right um mask mandates you know uh, i went to the library a couple weeks ago and the sign on the front was masks are optional Recommended, but optional. Right. But when I went the other day, masks are required. So <laughs> I went in there without a mask. Right. I'm looking at everybody that's wearing a mask like, uh-oh, I better grab my book and get out of here before they chuck me out. So, Did I, nobody threw an egg at you or anything? You, no. You, you, you no. came out on skate. I was, I was stealthy. I just boom, boom, you know. But, um, so I, it's, it's, I think, a lot of caution, a lot of anxiety is still out there but you're right people have just been cooped up and here's the thing in minnesota our summer is coming to an end uh we're into september temperatures are starting to cool off come winter there's i mean i'm not a winter person so for me there's no reason to go outside when it's 20 below and it's dark out and it's cold yeah um Obviously, people love to go out ice fishing and skiing and stuff, but that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> so right. My point being is that um, pretty soon, you know, we can't really go out and do all this stuff. So I think everybody's kind of packing it in the short summer that we have. They're just all out and about and parks yeah. were just packed and, and, and um, restaurants and everything um, thriving. So we, we have seen a lot of things resuming to normal. Yeah, well, hopefully that's a psychological lift, if nothing else, for everybody yeah. you know, to just get us back healthy that way, you know, to deal yes. with everything else. So yeah. uh, how about we uh, give everybody a little taste of this new album? This this one's called It's Who I Am.
It's who I am. Great track. Uh, congratulations on this one. And uh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. So tell us about this one. Um, I kind of read some things into it, but I don't want to. I don't want to overstep my bounds. What do they say? Never overstay your welcome, or you'll never be oh, welcome no, to stay you over. Know, so <laughs> you, no, no. You know, and I love it when people um, personalize the lyrics. They find something in there that I never intended or didn't have in mind when I was writing it funny thing i'll read my lyrics months and years later and i'll even find stuff like hey i never intended this but whoa that's really cool so this one here pretty straightforward you know a simple love song but i kind of went beyond just the initial feelings of love you know like when you first fall in love and the, and the you know the stars and everything and the hearts um the long-term commitment of love um i really feel that love is a commitment there may be days where you don't feel like loving your spouse or your kids, but you're committed to them. So um, you love them all the same, you know, and, and that, that feeling is going to pass, you know, you'll make up and everything will be fine. But it's about that, you know, you can always depend on me. I'm going to be your castle on the rock, immovable, unshakable. I'm here for you. I love you. And I always will. Great, great job. Tell us um, about how you built the song. Um, did you have? Did you um, bring in other people? Did you have your regular guys who you who you perform with, um, or did you do a lot of the instrumentation on it? How did that all play out? Yeah, so Radio Drive is kind of interesting in itself because it's not really a band, although I kind of promote it as a band. Right. Um, I, it used to be a band years ago, but I, f I found that it's just hard to keep, you know, a couple of guys, three, four guys together with the same focus, commitment and vision. Life happens, you know, jobs, families and stuff. So you, it's, it's okay. So I kept the name of the band and just kept going on my own. Come time for gigs, I you know, bring on some friends and hire some people, uh, have a great pool of resources for live gigs. For recording, I've actually been tapping into this online community called Air Gigs, which it's basically musicians from around the world offering their services. You can look at their profile, say if you're looking for a drummer, here's some of their samples, here's what they charge per track. So for my recording, the last few years I've been using air gigs, but this last album, I really went all out. I worked with a studio drummer out of Italy, um, a, a professional violinist out of Russia, uh, a cello player out of Venezuela, background singer out of Italy. And of course, to mix and master, I reached out to an amazing sound engineer, Brendan Decora who actually won a Grammy for working with the Foo Fighters and earlier this year won an Academy Award for his uh, work on the soundtrack of the Disney movie Soul. Wow. So uh, great team of people that yeah. I you know, was able to work with. And they just you know added their talents and really made this album into something amazing. Congratulations. That's such a, a great thing. And, you know, it's funny. We kind of have... Um, 
uh, parallel paths. I, I remember when I did my first uh, full-length CD as a as a solo artist, because um, I had bands and everything in the past, and um, I remember using an online service from Los Angeles, and they they used to be called Drums for You. Oh, and okay. you might be familiar with them, and now they're called Studio Pros, but they started with just this guy who had this idea. I'm just going to do drums for people. Send me a click track with you on guitar or piano with a click, you know, clean, and the vocal, and I'll build the whole drum arrangement around your song. And mm-hmm. I actually ended up doing a whole album with it, but they've grown um, since then, and now they do everything. What do you need? Do you need... Uh, a falsetto singer who specializes in, you know, high tenor harmonies or, or mm. like, or, or, you know, whatever. Um, it, they're so uh, niche, they can do anything and they do mastering. So the online um, idea of providing musical um, talent has really grown probably not just for them, but like you said, yeah. uh, air gigs. And, and it's a great way if you're, if you don't have resources, especially in lockdown, to yeah. at least keep going with your music. So have you, is this the first time that you've used air gigs? I uh, used them for the first time. I think it was 2019, my album In the Light. Okay. Um, I, I, I reached out to this uh, session drummer in Italy, uh, Matteo Andrigo. Um, so he did the drumming on that. I did all the other instruments in my home studio. But um, here with this latest one, you know, I, I, again, recorded most everything at my home studio, but then reached out to these others, like for the strings, for example, instead of using um, MIDI strings, I wanted real strings on a couple of the songs. And I, I, I just could never come up with the parts that this uh, Natalia from Russia came up with. Absolutely beautiful and brilliant. So um, well worth whatever the cost was to have her on board because this is just something magical that I could never come up with on my own. Yeah. On the other side of that, too, for the musicians offering this service, you know, another great deal because they can't get to gigs, they can't perform, and right. here's another another way to, to keep working, you know, which is, yeah. which is just great. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell me about um, when, you, uh, when you put these tracks together – you do rough mixes first, um, really play with it in your own studio, um, keep coming mm-hmm. up with ideas and, and tinker for a while before you hit the mastering room? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I um, Years ago, I went to a recording workshop uh, for a couple of months in Chillicothe, Ohio. So I studied sound engineering and stuff. So I was, you know, have a pretty good feel on, on recording, um, capturing sounds and doing editing so i'll do all of that i'll arrange the songs um rework them spend as you know hours upon hours tweaking and retweaking um you know when i get the drum parts i'll add those into the tracks and then you know making sure that everything's spot on with with the 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 downbeat uh, i'm not ashamed to say i'll do a little editing maybe if it's a little off i'll just cut and scoot it you know so it's spot on um, so just making sure that everything is absolutely perfect, um, record and re-record guitar parts. I've got tons of plugins, um, takes me hours upon hours to come up with keyboard sounds just because I have thousands of sounds in my sound libraries, <laughs> yeah. too many, I think, but, um, 
I, I have kind of my favorite short lists, you know, so I'll at least go to those, but I, I do like having a variety. But uh, it's it's just endless, the amount of sounds in the sound libraries these days. Yeah, what kind of um, uh, rig are you working using? Pro Tools or Logic? What do you like to use? You know, I'm a, I'm a PC computer guy. Okay. Um, so that kind of limited me, you know, years ago because Pro Tools was not compatible on a PC computer. So I ended up uh, with Samplitude. Uh, I think they call it Magics um, out of Germany. Um so it's what is the version now six i think yeah samplitude pro x six absolutely brilliant i know for um several years about a decade or more ago they were winning best uh sound recording daw software for pc computers so they're really well known i love it just because it's so intuitive i i know exactly what to do without having to spend hours in the help menu yeah <laughs> so that's the hardest that, yeah. part. I mean, I've been I've been using Logic for like I think at least ten years, and I probably know about maybe twelve percent of the program. <laughs> oh, but so but I know genius. enough to yeah. I know enough to get work done, and yeah, and that's kind of where I would rather invest my time in trying to write good songs and create good arrangements, and not have yeah. all the bells and whistles dialed in because uh, I've gotten spoiled. I've been I've been using you know really good people to do those kinds of things yeah um, good for but, you but it's you know it's um what you can do now is just it's mind-boggling how oh, many yeah. things you can you can create you know and like you were saying about the sounds i mean i loaded them all in they came with um it took up like a third of the computer <laughs> came oh, with the logic oh, and hundreds like, of gigs of wow. space yeah it's like yeah. unbelievable uh type of sounds it's good that you know your strengths and weaknesses. I was going to say for myself too. I, I used to kind of do some rough mixing, but when I learned that I could hire somebody like a Grammy award-winning sound engineer to do the mix as well as the mastering, it's like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I yeah I learned if I, if I've learned anything, it's like. Um, the best thing I can do is get the hell out of the way of the talent, you know? <laughs> yes. And so even yes. when I, I've done uh, I've done three full-length albums on Music Row now, and, and what I did was um, I would not, uh, in most cases, I would not be there for the mix. I'd say, you guys go ahead and mix it, and then just send right. me what you have. And I would I would send back like a couple of comments, like just a few little tweaks that, that bothered me. But for right. the most part, I think it's you're so close to your work that yes, you don't yes. you don't hear it the same way everyone exactly. else. So you have to have this level of trust and faith yep. in the people that are are professional that are that are helping you, and let them do their thing, you know. And then just sit with it for a while. Don't make a snap judgment. Well, I always heard it like this, and you know you start playing with it. But um, I, I Good think point. I learned that I learned that exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it helps your music to tell you the truth. It does. Um, I wanted to move on and talk to you about all these awards. What is yeah. the secret sauce, Kevin? Tell <laughs> us the secret. How are you getting all these awards, man? Uh, and and congratulations. Uh, I think you. it's such a great thing that you're doing that, and Thank you, you know, making people aware, making the industry aware of what you're doing with your music and radio drive. So when did this start out as a as a giant campaign where you laid it out and said, I am going to do this, or did it just start to happen and you kept it going? What, what, how did the whole thing end, uh, start out? My, my first award was back in 2012, a song called Never. 
And I, it was the Hollywood Music Awards that awarded me uh, the nomination for Best Alternative Song for that year. And, um, you know, you basically just submit your music to their site and kind of hope for the best. And I was blown away that I was nominated because um, this was still back when I was just getting started. This was like maybe my second or third album release. And the prior ones really had not, not no recognition whatsoever. So that kind of started it. And, and uh, along the way, uh, Taste of Heaven was the next big accomplishment with lots of awards. Um, that one I did work with a full production company out of California. So that one was an amazing production that they did. Uh, and then, of course, Humanity with Stuart Epps. And the momentum just kept going. I am pleasantly and, and joyfully surprised this latest album has already had two award nominations. Um, one of the songs, The Other Side, uh, again, Hollywood Music Awards for Best Rock Song nomination. Um, a song called uh, In My Dreams Tonight off of this new album. The World Songwriting Association has uh, um, awarded that top finalist for, for uh, best rock song. So, wow. yeah, a lot happening. Congratulations. Thank you. And Thank you. So tell us the level of work to keep this going. Is it is it huge or is it just focus and like knowing the ropes now, knowing how to how to um, how to integrate yourself into this world. You know, it's a little of each. It's you know the momentum over the years, which is great because um, I, I have a list of contacts, um, you know, indie stations and blogs that I can reach out to, and um, you know, like yourself, just making acquaintances and friendships over the years. Um, you know, folks to help promote and, and talk about the music. Um, so that's good. So that momentum, wonderful. But the the level of work, it just seems each year does increase. Um, there's a lot of work involved, and of course, being an indie artist, you have to wear all the hats. You put on the hat as a songwriter to write the songs. Put on the hat as a recording engineer to start recording and arranging. Uh, now I'm wearing the marketing cap, you know, to help market. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I, I'm, I've teamed up with a, an indie label, 12 Story Records. So we've got some help there to to do some promoting and stuff, which is great with their resources. So it is growing, um, kind of streamlining. I've learned over the years what promotional avenues work and which ones to stay away from. Um, so that's been good as well. Just help streamline and, and keep that momentum going. Let's um let's take a little break here to play this next track, and I want to go back and circle back to you about uh, the promotional um, uh, subject you just brought up. But meanwhile, here is "Let My Love Be the Proof."
Nice track. Another uh, another stellar performance uh, by the Radio Drive Master. So, <laughs> Thank you, James. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, really great. I uh, love the way you're putting these things together, and I uh, love the intro and the outro on, on that song as well. Oh, thank um, you. Ca- can we revisit the promotional um, a- avenue that you were talking about earlier, um, and, and what are the challenges with that, uh, that you have found and what are the, the bright spots? Yeah, that's a very good question because, um, over the years, you know, a couple of years ago, several years ago, I wasn't really that savvy as far as a lot of the companies that were doing promotion. For example, you know, we guarantee 10,000 followers or, you know, 10,000 likes and that kind of stuff. It's like, you got to stay away from those kind of companies that guarantee a certain number of likes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, There are some that are very legit. So those ones I've held on to and I've worked with year after year and they've had wonderful, legitimate results. Um, there's a community called Fiverr. It's an online community. You may have heard of them. Oh, yeah. For years I've been great, using them. Great resource, but you have to be very discerning. Um, no disrespect to the folks at Fiverr. I have actually had a, a conversation with them. Um, they reached out to me and they wanted me to be part of this um, research panel to kind of sift out all of the phonies from the music promotion. <laughs> right. Because there's quite a few. You know, where Could you say, um, yeah, I have them all in my Rolodex. Which oh, one do you want? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, thankfully with Fiverr, you're only spending five, ten bucks or something for a, a gig that, you know, when you hire so many services. But some of them are just absolute nonsense. Um, you know, they didn't do anything. It's like a fake Twitter account and, and they've tagged some, you know, like um, um, Billboard magazine or something. And that's their gig. It's like, well, that's nonsense. Yeah. Others are very, very legit, um, you know, to, um, you know, reach out to maybe a radio station or blog or article or something, uh, press release. Some of them are absolutely stellar. And and I have revisited them year after year every time with the release. So there are some gems, but you do have to be very discerning. Yeah, I've been using... uh more uh, upwork more so than oh, fiber yeah, yeah. but um, i use them yeah, too yeah i i have you know some great people helping me from uh, me from too. these services and and they're the best i mean you can you know yeah. the, the the coolest part about it is when you're going to sleep somebody on the other side of the world is working on your project and and helping yeah. it go so it's like ah yeah this thing's going 24/7 i like that you know yeah i've <laughs> used upworks as a matter of fact the um, album design was done by a lady out of ukraine uh-huh. Um, who I've, I've worked with a couple of years. She did uh, the promo videos. Um, I've been posting on my social media and 12 story records on, on their social media. Um, some really good, you know, available now promo videos and pictures. So she's been phenomenal to work with. 
Fantastic. Tell me what do you like to do to chill out? I mean, you mentioned about the cold weather up there in Michigan. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like I see you with your feet up in front of the fireplace, you know. But yeah. uh, but tell me, yeah. like, for chill down, when you're not doing music that you need to just escape a little bit, what do you like to do? You know, um, I'm thankful we have a nice big backyard that goes about 100 yards deep. And there's a pond and, you know, a nice wooded area. We have a fire pit in the back. Nothing better than to just spend an evening by the fire, uh, you know, family and friends, and just chilling. Um, I, my wife and I love to just relax and watch movies or, you know, documentaries and stuff on Netflix or Amazon just to kind of wind down. Um, of course, I love being with my family. Um, we love to travel. I haven't traveled for a good long time, but yeah. we love to travel and just uh, you know, discover new things and stuff. So we're pretty low key. Any we, uh, any favorite place on the travel gig? Like any place you guys really prefer? Oh yeah, California. Um, okay. My my cousin and his wife uh, do a lot of traveling themselves. They're retired, and they have us come and house it once or twice a year. They have a beautiful large home. Um, it's like a resort and we get to use their car and everything. So for us, it's a treat. For them, it's peace of mind that somebody's house sitting while they're gone. That's our favorite right out there. And it's it's right close to the In-N-Out Burger. If you've ever had an In-N-Out Burger, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I haven't watched the, the Big Lebowski in a while, but I think I'm gonna put it on tonight, <laughs> the In-N-Out Burger, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the best, it's the best. That's a good gig, man. How do you yeah. get those? I like that, well, you know, because it. it's like, I don't have to really budget in too much other than just get there and get home, you know? I know, so, yeah, well, so, the accommodations alone, you know, in California, you're paying 100 plus a night for a good place. Yeah. But we love just driving down the Pacific Coastal Highway, stopping off to a beach and just hanging out. I absolutely love the ocean, just hanging by the ocean. I could do that just day after day. It's just so beautiful and peaceful. Nice. Who yeah. um, who are you listening to the, these days as far as um, any specific artist, genre, type of music? Um, are you like really eclectic in your personal taste for what you like to listen to? I've always been drawn to like U2 and the Beatles and Zeppelin. Um, I, I can never tire listening to them. Um, so I, they've been on my um, playlist. Foo Fighters just put out a new album. Not a bad song on there. Absolutely yeah. love it. Phenomenal. So I've been listening to a lot of Foo Fighters. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to venture off into uncharted territories. There's so much music out there. I try to listen to a lot of new indie stuff coming out because I'm connected with a lot of folks, indie artists online, and I always try to at least hop onto their site and listen to a little bit. And there's just incredible stuff out there. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm pretty eclectic. I love classical music as well. I mean, um, quite often when I'm driving in the car, I prefer classical music. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just kind of keep the tone peaceful. Um, I wake up my my um, radio alarm wakes me up to classical music. I want a nice, peaceful, gentle introduction to the day. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how um, you know 
there's I ask writers this a lot, songwriters, because it's it's a lot it's surprising sometimes what people listen to. Yeah. And you know, I cut my teeth on a lot of the same music you did, you know. I was, you know, into English rock in a big oh, way. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, especially, you know, growing up and as a kid these albums are coming out and I'm just buying LPs left and right, but you know, in the last I say 15 years or so uh, my go-to thing to relax is to listen to uh, acoustic fingerstyle playing. Oh, I like, love that. Like just instrumental stuff. Um, yes. And I just, you know, you'd think, well, here's a guy who writes sort of po- poetic type of rock things, and he's listening to what? You know, this, you mm-hmm. know. And but you know, <laughs> I'm into alternate tuning and um, Otmar Liebert and people like that who just have these almost flamenco styles sometimes. Oh yeah. But but yeah. it's. I think it does something to open up your brain, your imagination to say, I'm not going to listen to the same thing that uh, I write or the same thing, you know, I grew up on. I, you know, I think there's a part of us that's always curious and, and searching for something to help yeah. us unlock. You know, we want to get out of the box. Like we all had that yeah. where, yeah. wait a minute, I, I wrote this progression on another song. I don't want to do that. So... Uh, so I'm always trying to stretch that and find out, um, you know, something new. Um, tell me about, as we're getting down to the wire here, tell me about your aspirations for the, you know, the wrap up of this year, Kevin, and going into 2022, which is right around the corner. Um, yeah. what are you looking forward to now that you have this new album out? you got a great, rich history of catalog under your belt. Um, you've already established yourself as, you know, a real artist with all of these awards and all these relationships that you've built. So what does it look like? What does it look like the next 12 to 18 months for you? Yeah, there's so much I want to do, you know, so much to do, so little time. Uh, there's five videos, music videos in the works that um, I plan to release over the next few months. Uh, some are ready to launch. We're just going to wait for the target date to release it. Um, others, a little more work. Uh, I would love to get together with the guys and start playing live gigs, depending upon what direction things go with the clubs locally here. If nothing else, just have a few of the guys over for maybe an unplugged acoustic night is, a, you know, an album release thing. So I definitely want to do that. Um, as winter approaches, as I mentioned, I don't particularly like the snow and the cold. It gets dark at four o'clock and it's just brutal cold. I hibernate. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I just spend my time in the studio. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got all weekend. There's no yard work to do. So I'm, I've already got a bunch of new songs going through my head and I've captured some ideas already. So maybe a new album. Um, but I don't know. I just finished this one here and a, a year in the works, you know, so I kind of want to take a little breather. I, I'm thinking like the music videos is what I'm going to be doing for the next three, four months. Yeah. So between, gigs. between that and stocking up on wine and firewood for the winter, <laughs> yeah. you'll be you'll be in good shape, you know. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, best place for people uh, to connect to you. We will have all of your links in the show notes, of course, all your socials and everything. But your favorite and best go to to reach people. Are you an Instagram dude or what was your favorite? Um, yeah, I like Instagram. Yeah, okay. I think uh, that's a wonderful platform. Um, radio underscore drive. Um, and of course, 12 Story Records is simply at 12 Story Records. 
Um, Facebook is good too. Um, you know, just simply Radio Drive on Facebook. Twitter is Radio Drive Music. Of course, my website, radiodrive.net. Okay. Um, and last thing I'd like to just offer you to, if you'd like to shout out to anybody, anything, um, any last words of wisdom, um, especially to the youngsters who are coming up in this business, who, uh, who a lot of people, you know, I feel for uh, the youngsters who just getting off the ground and then COVID hit. Um, yeah. So they had to like table their plans or, or delay their plans uh, for the time being. But anything you would like to uh, to say to anybody out there as we part ways? You know, I think uh, what comes to mind is just be yourself, be authentic. Um, I don't think we need any more copycats. Um, you know, I, I think that, that the artists that get the most respect over time are those that are the most original I mean, you think about, uh, you know, from our generation growing up, we have songs like Bohemian Rhapsody and Stairway to Heaven. Those wouldn't be around if those bands decided to be copycats. They took a bold step and wanted to express their originality, um, you know, kind of within the confines of their musical genre. But certainly Bohemian Rhapsody broke those confines. Uh, interesting story, what they had to do to fight to get that song released, but think about it it's it's like one of the top rock songs in all of history because of the originality and the boldness so i i think the music industry is really hungry for more artists and bands like that so i would really encourage you to be that person to make to make that bold step and put out something like that amen great words of wisdom Kevin, always a pleasure to see you, my friend. I love the progress you've made. Uh, it's always a joy when I see artists who are just pushing them their career down the road like you are. So, uh, just wanna, yeah, just wanna like offer um, uh, all of God's blessings uh, to you, your wife, your family, and uh, and your career moving forward. Thank you, James. Thank you so much. Hey, please check out all the links in the show notes. You can check out the Dharmic Rising Stars in there. And uh, Kevin will be on there momentarily. And perhaps you are on there. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on, baby, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on, we can unlock each other's destiny I taste 
Pictures in your mind I'll take you places 